The Waddle and Sylvie podcast is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Sign up using promo code WMVP at sportsbook.draftkings.com. Live from State Street in the heart of Chicago, you are listening to the new home of the Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears. ESPN Chicago. And this is Waddle and Sylvie. Live from the old National Bank Studio. WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. A good karma brand's radio station. Hey, I understand you had a little stardom to you today, huh? A what? A little stardom? I don't Heard, know what that means. I mean, aren't, weren't you on the big board today as an alumni? Uh, how'd that, did that not happen yet? No, it happens in the fourth quarter. Oh, great. I might have blown it. Yeah, you did. Nice going. Thanks a lot. <laughs> what, what, what was that word you used? Stardom. Oh, was I startled? No, no. I said a little stardom to you today. Third down at seven. Never mind. you spell that? Day. It was fantastic stuff from Joniak and Thayer. He's in the booth with them in the uh, first half and through halftime. By the way, Meller, don't think I didn't notice the Prince be a star. Well done, sir. Yeah, Wow was up and uh, singing with it Whoa! before the words even started there. It's your favorite uh, artist Prince ever. Prince is like one of my, yes, he's top five for me. You never saw him or did you? I don't believe, no, I never saw him. Mm. No. No. So, yeah, when I heard that, and uh, I started giggling. <laughs> you better not giggle well, in his presence. Oh, I won't. If he feels any in any way, shape, or form, you're not laughing with him, oh, but at him. No, I'm like, you're going to catch a forearm right across I, your forehead. I, I will I will plead uh, ignorance, and I will say that uh, I don't know what Joniak was talking about. I don't know what word he was using. He was using it in the wrong context there, Tom. I was with you 100%. Well, be careful, because Joniak may fire on uh, you, too. Yeah, he will. I, I know that, yes. We had a great day, though, on uh, Saturday at uh, Soldier Field. It was a beautiful day for football, actually. Nice and cool. Yeah, they got fortunate. They were fortunate, yes. you know, especially some of the guys that came back and played. Like, Terrell Edmonds was out yeah. there, and Ngakwe was on the field. They haven't been in pads practicing much, mm-hmm. so they got fortunate that the weather was was what it was. Uh, with Danny, uh, like I told you this in the pregame, Danny said he wants to see Justin run, and I said, Danny, that's dumb. Yes, that's- I don't want to see Justin run. And then, like Danny started like doing a victory lap up in the booth because Justin did run, and then there were a couple of times when Justin ran and he got hit and he got tackled. There was one when he they tackled him by the ankle. I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't like the amount of times that Justin took unnecessary what was, hits. What was Danny's rationale for wanting to see that it's Justin Fields running you. in the preseason? He told you upstairs in the preseason. Well, tell everybody that, that's listening. He, he said that it's exciting. That it's it, it's a part of his game. And I said yes, it's an exciting part and it's an unnecessary part. That needs to be unleashed in the regular season. There's no reason for him to take any unnecessary hits in the preseason. Work on his pocket game. It's why I liked what they did in the first game. And why I I did not at all have any problem with the short passes of the first game. And, And get out of the way. Take the short passes. Do the simple better like we talked about. Uh, make sure, you know, dirt it like we've talked about. It's why we always were advocates of him playing in the preseason because we thought you can do stuff without getting hit. And I didn't like that he got hit. I didn't like the hit that he took on the last play. I don't know if 
the reason why, and this was a big debate at halftime, Matt Eberflus said he hit his pitch count, 13 plays, and that's why I got taken out. Or was it that they got they got worried that on that last play that he got hit too much Listen. and that he was getting hit too much, and they're like, let's just call it a day and get him out of there because right now the risk it's it's a risk reward scenario, and and I always think there is a reward to preseason reps and to and to game reps totally for a team but, that is on the incline and hasn't spent a lot of time together totally with but you. but again at that point. The risk to me, while he was getting hit, outweighed the reward. Listen, when I send the quarterback out, this quarterback, last thing that I'm telling him as he steps onto the field is protect yourself. Under no circumstances to take any unnecessary risks. Okay, we can get stuff done here without you putting yourself in harm's way. It's part of the maturation process with a young quarterback who's a dual threat like Justin. And and I don't know, maybe if you go back and look at the film, maybe maybe Bajent was on the sideline warming up prior to that play. Maybe that was their plan all along. I thought I did see him warming up. Okay, well, I only they know. But from my couch, without the access to the, the field, the first thought went through my mind was, if he's not going to protect himself, i got to protect him for him, if I'm the coach. Because obviously, that wasn't the ultimatum, because he did tuck and run. And I get it, people, like, this is, you're playing football, it's reactionary, you do what you're used to. But as you get older, and you see life, your football life through a broader lens, you will know when to not make that decision. And as you heard the coach say, the coach was actually critical, if you listen to what he said, with regard to the hit he took on the screen pass. He talks about he needs to slide, not not slide, he needs to drift. He needs to drift. He sees this rush coming. Don't take the unnecessary hit. Drift. He found a way to evade the rush in the first week on the screen pass to, to Khalil Herbert and didn't take the hit. I think the coaching staff saw that play and go, look, Justin, like you, you get out. you're a fabulous athlete. Don't take that hit. You're seeing where the rush is coming from. You need to you need to shift. You need to find a way to evade that and not take that hit so from Oliver. Do you Oliver. think they threw the white towel because of that hit and he just protected Justin by saying that was thirteen plays was the amount of play? Like he said, he hit the amount of plays we wanted. Look, but whoever I, diagrams thirteen as the magic number, I am one hundred percent admitting I am purely speculating. I have no idea. It seemed Neither odd to me. Like if it's me. I'm leaving him in there to finish the drive, but I'm not going to sit here and be overly critical after you saw your quarterback take one on the chops. Again, I think that that's another example of Justin learning how to actually manage himself and his health in that position. See, I understood. Like what I said at halftime was he needs the reps. Yes. For sure. He needs the reps. But with the fourth string center, with him getting hit. I'd rather him live to fight another day. And, 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 and I know it's in the red zone, and I know he could use the red zone reps. Like, it, it wasn't worth it in my book for him, and, and not the way he was playing. I get that, and I'm not going to be critical of that stance, and I'm fine with that approach. But my point is, is he shouldn't take that hit. 
He's got control of not taking that I hit. I, I didn't want him running. I, yeah. did, I thought that I slide. You don't need to. You don't need those extra yards. We know you can run. Yeah. Work. Work on passing from the pocket. Work on like you said, dirt it. You, dirt I've, it. I've heard you in my head Absolutely. say it a million times. He can play because when he gets into harm's way, yes. dirt it. Listen, do if he, the simple stuff better. If he if he if he hears what his coach said and his response to it is as well, that's easy for you to say from the sideline. I didn't have the opportunity to drift. So if I'm choosing between standing in the pocket in a preseason game and taking a hit from Oliver, or I'm dirting it and just killing the play, that's where the maturity comes in. You just dirt it. Right. You don't take it. Let's do the risk-reward analysis. I stand in, take the hit because I can't drift, and I complete the pass, and it's a positive play. Or I just throw it in the ground and don't take the hit. You tell me what you want. Yeah. I'm anxious. Uh, that, that was the word that I used. I told you on our drive to Football Fest yesterday, and I wrote my column for Shaw Media. You can read it in the Daily Herald. It's online for Shaw Media, too. I don't believe they're ready to play on opening day. Doesn't mean they can't win. I don't believe they're ready to play. I know other people have panned me and said, oh, practice reps, what do they really mean? Preseason, it's meaningless. I've heard callers on this radio station. And I believe that Bears Twitter these days and people who root for this team only judge the good stuff on what's meaningful. And and here's what I'll tell you. Because I do believe that it's important for them to be together. I don't think it's a good thing that many starters haven't practiced football in weeks. That they don't have the wind, they don't have the chemistry, they don't have the cohesion, uh, and and that's important for a young football team. I, I don't think that Eddie Jackson could just magically get up on a football field and play 70 plays. I don't believe Jaquan Brisker can do that. I don't believe... Demarcus Walker, who they recruited uh, from Tennessee to get, can get into the, the end rotation and rush to the passer the way he could um, without having any camp, really. Um, how well can can uh, Davis protect on the offensive line when he hasn't done anything in OTA's minicamp or training camp? Like, these are all beneficial things. And, and this is what I mean by Bears, Bears Twitter. And you're all guilty of it. You're all guilty of it no matter what you say. I heard someone call in, preseason doesn't matter. Pre- it ma- and I get it. It doesn't count, but it matters. When the Bears were working out as a group with wide receivers and offensive skill guys in Miami, what was trending on Twitter? All oh, the fancy pictures of completions to Chase Claypool. Yes, you know what was was trending on, on Twitter? It was Justin Fields shirtless throwing passes to Chase Claypool and Darnell Mooney and DJ Moore. It was before training camp. That mattered to Bears fans. That was awesome. But it wasn't even training camp. You know why it mattered? Because it was good. But then when we got to training camp and I told you things weren't looking good in some practices... Sylvie, you don't know what you're talking about. This doesn't matter. It sucks. Doesn't matter. It's just training camp. But it mattered in Miami. Then in the first game, Justin connected on a couple of touchdown passes. And I told you, even though they're short passes, it matters. Of course it does. Because he did what Waddle said. He did simple. And simple matters. Do si- So I've stayed the course. 
This stuff matters, good or bad. It all matters. It mattered that Justin made the right decisions. And then now, when when they haven't been together and they don't look ready and they don't look like a cohesive unit. And their offensive line. And their offensive line is garbage and they haven't been together and I don't know if they're ready to block. Now, all of a sudden, again, it doesn't matter. If Justin Fields would have connected on a back shoulder throw in 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 this third preseason game, it would have trended on Twitter. No question. And it would have mattered. Yes. But because he didn't, and he only hit two passes, it doesn't matter now. So it only matters if it's good to you. That's what matters. You ignore it until it's good. So let's 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 just let's either be straight with each other and say what matters in reality and it all matters again it it all doesn't count but it all matters listen i i uh, to enhance what you're saying i'm not a flip a switch guy if some people can do it they're the exception to the rule i don't care what position you play i'm not a flip a switch guy I think it's very difficult to just to think you're going to show up in week one and flip a switch and you're going to be able to do your job exceptionally well. Again, from my own experience, I needed the reps. I needed the practice. That may be because I was less talented than other people. But that was something that I needed. Look, let's be honest. Every throw is being evaluated. They're being evaluated in practice. The throw's being evaluated in minicamp. It's being evaluated when you play against the Colts in practice. It's being evaluated in training camp. It mattered to P.J. Walker it, and Tyson Bajan. It, it matters to everybody. All of these, and you know why? Because if, in fact, we get to the regular season, and, and, and I also like the casual reference to, yeah, Justin needs to improve throwing the football. You think? He plays quarterback. They averaged 140 yards per game through the year. You think they need to be better throwing it? Of course, and if he is better, like we all expect, he's going to become a really rich man because he is going to show that this is his team and he is your quarterback for the future. Every one of these throws has different value, but they're all being evaluated. Let's be- this, co- this coaching staff has to have a firm decision at the end of this year who he is and what direction they're going. They're evaluating everything. Again, is it more meaningful when you get to the regular season? Of course it is. But when you're out there, these are moments for you to learn. The back short, he was throwing the ball to the back shorter of the shoulder of the cornerback. Those are not good throws. What will they mean when they square off with the Green Bay Packers in two Sundays from now? They'll mean nothing then. But in the here and now, as your young team is trying to grow... Those are bad throws. The throw to Khalil Herbert, you know, he's going to learn. He's got to take something off of it. Khalil Herbert's got two oven mitts for hands. He doesn't catch the ball well. What do you do as a quarterback? Your job is to try to make everybody better. You have to know your personnel. That ball's got to be thrown in his body because he doesn't catch the ball well. Your job is to make everybody's life easier because you're the most important player that is on the field right now. All of these things matter to the coaching staff and to everybody else. Do they matter more when the regular season starts? Of course they do. But this is not a grizzled veteran team. So this is why I'm an advocate of them being out there and and playing in preseason. I can tell you this as well. You talk about, you know, Bears Twitter and everything else. I kept reading the entire preseason. 
Well, they look great. You know, the, the throws are there and one-on-ones. One-on-one is not a quarterback drill. The one-on-ones are receivers and cornerbacks because there is no reading of a defense. I got one receiver. It's man coverage. I can make those throws. You can make some of those throws. Are they important? Yeah, you don't want to see your guy throwing it in the stands. But that's not where you're making your evaluation. Seven-on-seven. Seven it's, it's more meaningful than one-on-ones. But where do you learn the most about all of your positions? Not just your quarterback, all of your positions in team drills. And when you hear from people that are there every day, oh, they look great in one-on-ones, they look great in seven-on-seven, but we're struggling a little bit in team drills. That's what resonates most with me because it's live. You've got to step to the line. You've got to read what's going on. You've got to protect. You've You've got to function inside an offense when there is pressure coming at you. And when you hear that there is some struggling going on in team drills, whether it's against the Colts or it's on on the, the, the field in, in preseason, that stuff still resonates with me. That's where you're struggling right now. That's where you need to get better. So anyone that doesn't believe you get anything out of the preseason, I, me personally, right. I disagree with you. Does it mean that you're going to lose to the Packers opening game of the season? Absolutely it not. Doesn't. Doesn't mean that. No, but you, you can't you, pick and choose what what you know what what's matters. meaningful, right? Right, and what's that's meaningful. That's all we're saying. Doesn't mean they're going to have a crap season. No. It doesn't mean they're going to get blown out against the Packers. It just means so far it doesn't look great, and they've got to wake their ass up because this this Sunday game against the Packers coming up in two weeks, less than two weeks now. Like to me, it's even more important because for years that last quarterback he told you he owned us, he owned the Bears. What did he go record-wise against the Bears? It was like 24-5. and 24-5? That's ridiculous. It wasn't a rivalry. Now they got a new guy there. A new guy who forced the old guy out. It was, I thought, a stupid draft pick. You can't let that guy come in on week one after not playing for three years and continue what the last guy did. You got to go out there and you got to beat that team in week one. And it was pointed out again yesterday, the last, they don't play the Packers again until the last week of the season. You can't go out and lose in the first game of the year to the Packers and not see them until the end of the season. You have to establish this is a new rivalry. This is our time now, and you're the new kid on the block. You can't come into our home and beat us like the last guy did. Listen, I when my word for how I feel, I'm not changing my win total. I have them winning eight games. If they stay healthy, maybe nine. If they have some injuries, probably seven. But I'll stick with eight total wins. I'm not changing what my win prediction or my win total prediction is based on what I've seen in the preseason. But I said this a week and a half ago. I'm unsettled for the following reason. Their offensive line is in total flux right now. They gave up 57 sacks last year. A young, inexperienced quarterback walked into some of those sacks. But overall, the offensive line didn't do a good enough job protecting him. And now you've got a bunch of new faces. The guys guys are in different spots. You're heading into the regular season with an offensive line that you did make changes to, and they haven't worked together. Like, you've got 13 days now to see if you can get your guys up to speed, get guys healthy, and get some wind from them. I'm unsettled about the offensive line because that's where a lot of the game is is played. So, like, there is concern. Am I panicking? No. But I am unsettled about where they are because their offensive line is in flux right now. And not just that, but if you look defensively, there's a lot of guys that have missed a lot of time. So when you get to the... 
to the starting gate when it matters. I just think from personal experience, I can't imagine missing 12, 13 practices and then being able to step out there and play the majority of the snaps at my position. You may be available, but you may not be ready to play like you can. 332-3776. Justin and LaGrange, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Justin? Nothing much, fellas. Nothing much. Uh, I wanted to uh, give my thoughts on the Bears this preseason, and I just want to say how disappointed I am. All I heard was, you know, what we need to do to get better, and I didn't see it. What I what reminded me of uh, bad news was watching this game, the first couple drives, and I uh, had a replay or, you know, a flashback of Justin saying iron sharpens iron or their defense, you know, is going to help them get better. I didn't think that anybody looked like they got better watching those first couple drives of the uh, – of the Buffalo Bills, you know? Like, it just looked ridiculous. Why can't we, like the other teams that we want to be like, use our skill guys, our fast, shifty guys, and get them out in the flat or get them out as the uh, check down and let them get seven yards off a two-yard pass? We've seen Tyreek Hill do so much. Like, we've seen all these other guys do so much. Why do we have to force our guys 20 yards down the field to not get the ball thrown to them? That's all I had to say today. Yeah. Well, you may no, no. see that in the regular season when they scheme more, right? Yeah, I, and Justin, look, this is what I, I'm I'm optimistic still about a lot of stuff. And one is, is I've said this to you for weeks now. I truly believe that this is an offense that will definitely, and this may sound like a, a master of the obvious statement, but this offense will be significantly more in tune when you're game planning. This is a group that needs, like, they, there's a lot of new faces. There's a lot. When you're game planning for a specific defense and what the Packers do, I think that they will be much more comfortable as a unit. Instead of just lining up and saying, hey, here's our list of 15 plays. We're going to play them regardless of the defense that we see out there. This is a young group. These guys haven't been together for a ton of time. I think when you get ready and, and, and getting started, getting ready for the Packers starts today. It's not next week. Next week's not game. You're in Packer week right now. And I think that you'll see a much more cohesive effort from this group. And I do think that, as I've said a bunch, I think this group with Luke Getze and knowing what each guy does well, they'll look better. It'll feel better. And and, and it's just, it may sound obvious, but some teams can go out there because your quarterback's been in the league 10 years or your team's been together for several years. This group doesn't have that. So when you get specific and you start getting ready for a a specific opponent, I think it becomes easier, and I think you'll find some flow. And and that's kind of where I hold out hope that it'll look better against the Packers because they'll be doing specific stuff to attack what the Packers do. 3-3-2-3-7-7-6. Look, I'm panicking a little bit, (laughs) but I am a notable panicker. You are, yes. And and look, I, I am just, I am sick of losing in general, and I am certainly sick of losing to the Packers. And and I wanted to stop, and I wanted to stop on opening day, but I am fearful that they are not ready to make it stop on opening day. And I hope they will make me eat crow, and they will say, Sylvie, we showed you. We could turn it on. We just flipped a switch. We flipped a switch. And then, and we're all living happily ever after uh, in two weeks from today, celebrating a victory Monday. But I am fearful that the way things have gone, that they are not ready to play football. What do you think? Three three two three seven seven six. Waddle's world's coming up. We're guest free the rest of the show, so we have plenty of time for your phone calls. It's that time again. 
when we venture deep into the great unknown. And in Chicago, Tom Waddle. He can't run, he's not fast, but he gets open. A trip inside the mind of a multi-concussed former Bears wide receiver. He caught everything that was thrown and took every hit that they could give him, and he had an all-time day in the use of smelling salt. Buckle up, boys and girls. Tom Waddle, everything wants to have a Tom Waddle. If I had a football team, I'd like to have a Tom Waddle on my team because you draw from that. It's time to go inside Waddle's world. Tom Waddle did have to use a lot of smelling salt. Oh, that's true. That is true. Waddle's world brought to you by our great friends and partners at Wintrust Community Banks. They are Chicago's banks. Find your nearest Wintrust Community Bank. Visit Wintrust.com slash finest member FDIC. I get to some uh, some weird stuff a little bit later, but since we've asked for phone calls and we have them, why don't we just take them? And the Bears yeah. and uh, the preseason. Listen, I asked this to you when I got in today. I said, listen, what is the one word that best describes how you feel about the team? I said, do you all go first? Mine is unsettled right now. And I've been saying that for a couple of weeks. And it's basically because of the, 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 the status of their offensive line. And that leaves me unsettled. It's about a great it. word. It really is. And, and, and I, would, I would co-sign that word. I used anxious um, of the way I feel about the season starting up. I'm anxious about some of their injuries. Um, how do you feel? Three three two three seven seven six. Uh, Paul is in Elmwood Park. Paul, you're on ESPN 1000. What's on your mind? Paul. I could hear you breathing. Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey, 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 sorry, guys. Sorry about that. I uh, had to step away from the phone. I didn't think you'd get to me this quick, but um, thanks for hanging on. Uh, You're dying on our dance floor. <laughs> sorry, man. Uh, firstly, I just wanted to really quickly thank Sylvie because uh, me and my friends were out there before the first preseason game. We were trying to just promote uh, my YouTube channel. We were out asking people trivia questions, handing out T-shirts, and we ran into Sylvie, and he was able to take uh, – take a minute out of his busy day to sit there and take a picture with us. And, Are you uh, kidding me? He's like a, a moth to the light. You know all it. you got to do is you know show it. a phone they to him and tell him you're taking I'm a like, picture. I'm like, here we go. Yeah. Let's go, guys. They had a nice t-shirt, too, for me. Really? Yeah, they were great. Fantastic, yeah, and, Paul. I mean, we were super happy to see you. So I think it just speaks volumes to uh, who you guys are, even when you put the mic down. And not only are we lucky enough to have uh, you guys hold down a great radio show for this many years, but... Um, we're also lucky enough to have you guys uh, still make time for the fans, even this, this far into your career. Appreciate so, it, Paul. Thank Thanks so a lot. It means a lot. But uh, I wanted to call and say that um, the the plays for Justin Fields, he said he had 13 of them. That, that's, it just doesn't sound right. Like, you script 10 plays, you script 15 plays. I, I think they probably had 15 plays scripted. And once you hit play 13 and Justin got popped, you said, oh, okay, that's enough. <laughs> we don't need the other two, but... Yeah, I, I think they definitely pulled him after after the hate because what's the point of keeping him in there? Uh, what are you going to gain from it? And and they do need the reps, and they still put him out there, and he still got some reps, and you you were still able to see something. So. It just seemed uh, weird. Like maybe again, yeah, maybe it, it was no, thirteen it was. plays. I, I and I don't have a problem that they removed him because he took a shot, but it just seemed weird. Like you, you get in the. the I mean, these are, it listen, is red, zone, red zone uh, opportunities are you learn from those even in the preseason. Did he run the first play of the second quarter, or was the last play the hit that he took? Was it the first play of the second quarter at, that he got hit, or or did they pull him after at the end of the first quarter? 
Refresh my I don't memory. I think on it that was one. into the second. Yeah, I think I that's what I thought. That's why I, I thought it was so weird. Right. Yeah. Let me like, check the place. Like it was. Just, it, like I, I'm trying to. That's why I'm trying to remember if it was the weirdness of thirteen, and then the weirdness it, if it even went one play into the second, and then they're like, okay, now yeah. here's Tyson. And by the way, and, and we've discussed this too. Um, I heard the guys in the morning talk about is I was surprised by their take. I love that they want to develop a backup quarterback. Like Colt McCoy just got cut by Arizona. Like, I don't need another journeyman backup quarterback. I don't need another. Uh, who, who was the guy that they had for years who was the Matt Nagy special chase? Uh, uh, Daniel. Chase, chase Daniel. Daniel. You I don't, don't want I don't, a little Andy. I don't uh, need another Andy Dalton. Andy I don't Dalton need another, another Mike Lennon. I don't need another, like, high priced backup to do just mediocrity. I am fine with a guy who's got some upside that they want to develop, who knows how yeah. to be a point guard and just runs the offense, has some sneaky athleticism. I mean, what, what do you, you're a growing team as it is. As you're growing, why not grow the backup too? I'm with you 100%. And, and so much so, I, I sent a text this morning saying as much. Look, if, you, if you're winning... And just and the likelihood that Justin may miss a lot of quarterbacks missed games last year. I think there was only a handful that played all seventeen games, you know, less than ten, I think, starting quarterbacks. And his style of play leads to some bumps and bruises. If you're winning games and you need somebody to kind of just come in and steady the ship, probably you're winning games because you're you're running the ball well. You've also made strides in the throwing game, but you're playing good defense. And right. So, so if that's the case. You don't need somebody to step in and be Patrick Mahomes. This offense is going to be about running the football, play action pass, and moving the pocket. And those are all things that I think this kid can handle. So I don't need them going to another veteran quarterback. I would much rather see them put him in, try to coach him up, and try to allow him to play to his strengths inside the offense. And by the way, if for whatever reason... Justin's going to be out for an extended period of time, God forbid, and your season's going south. Yeah. I don't, where are you going where anywhere? Where are you going anywhere? Yeah, we're at What were you saying, Mallory? So, yeah, so Fields came in in the second quarter. They ran that first play um, from the Buffalo 20-yard line. It was the, at the screen pass to Deontay Foreman, and that's when Justin right. Fields took the hit from Ed Oliver. And then after that point... With the ball on the nine yard line, that's when uh, that's, Bajan came in. That's why none of it makes sense. That it's the like. It, that's why it's like if they would have just stood up there and said it's the hit, because if you're going to do it, you're going to do it after twelve and at the the reset of the quarter. You're not going to go, hey, let's play one of the quarter, bring you back out at the start of the second quarter, and then all of a sudden he gets hit. Like, and then you're like, hey, I'm throwing the towel. You're coming out. There's if you're no not going to protect your, if yeah. you're not going to protect yourself, I'm going to protect well, you. And at that point, hadn't Doug Kramer left the game too? Yeah, oh so yeah, they, yeah, they before were before that. Yeah, so I'm saying they were dealing with it was it's like the Dieter Iceland. Yes. you know, like Dieter Iceland's your fourth string center. Such a good name. It's a good sports name, Dieter Iceland. I don't want him start. I don't want him I, protecting. I, yeah, I know. I'm not evaluating whether or not he should be your starting center against right. the Packers. Right, that, that's where it's not a good because, sports you know, name. Listen, he's you know it's going to be that's going to be uh, Kenny Clark running straight Is over he's top of him. Super tall too. Dieter Iceland, what's it, what, give me the measurements on a Dieter Iceland. Uh, Mike in Aurora, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Mikey? Mike. Hey. Hey. Can hey. you hear me? I can hear you. Loud and clear. All right. Hey. Hey. Uh, thank you for putting you me explain, on. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Hold on. Were you expecting us not to hear you? 
I don't know. I'm on the speaker in my car. By the way, Dieter Iceland, 6'4", 320 in his second year from Yale. Okay. Oh, Yelly. Yeah, yeah, Yelly. All right, go ahead, Mike. Hey, thanks again uh, for taking me on the show. Long-time listener, love your guys' show. Thank you. I have the opportunity to listen all the time because I, I drive around a lot throughout the day. We appreciate that. Here's my that. question. Um, Tommy, probably yeah. to him more, having the background he does in pro yeah, you football. You go sit down over there. I, did, I didn't understand the first two drives the Bears ran the first play in each of those drives. They ran a bad running play, put Justin into the position of second and long. We go three and out both times, and that's our experience, or that's Justin's experience. By the way, I'm a Justin fan, and I do think he's the future, but I think they could have put him in a better position to have longer drives and get more reps out there. I think a lot of it has to do with reps. Uh, Well, I mean, Mike, look, I mean, you're playing a a disheveled offensive line against a really good Buffalo defense. I'm not ready to to start hammering them for play calls right now. I mean, there'll be plenty of time for that in the regular season. I, I really didn't. The play calling wasn't an issue for me. I had a similar call on the postgame show. The truth is, like, the so the first run play goes nowhere. Cole Komet, though, on second and ten, there's a very completable pass where if Justin makes it, all of a sudden it's third, third and sure. two, and it's a completely different situation on that first drive. So you can get mad about the play calling, but when, when the quarterback throws an inaccurate ball to Cole Komet and Cole Komet doesn't catch it, it changes the whole dynamic of that first drive anyway. Yeah. There's another example. Like, look, I, I, I like Cole. Cole serves a, a really important purpose for this team. That's your $50 million man. you got to get your arms underneath that and make that catch. Mm-hmm. Is it easy? No. Mm-hmm. Could the quarterback have made it an easier catch? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But Just this like- is where everybody's got to pick each other up. Yes, right. When the throw is bad, somebody's got to make a catch. Okay? And when the throw – you just you got to help each other. Right. It's, you, and, I'm not ready for play calling, um, no. uh, second guessing. No, I'm not either. That's where, like, I say it, this does have a purpose and it does matter. I'm not into play calling, second guessing in the preseason. Well, they're preseason. not game planning yeah. for anything. Yeah. If you start running bad they're running, plays, they're running into... plays or practicing plays. Right. Yes. yes. There's, yeah. There'll be plenty of time to be critical of play oh, calling. Yeah, for sure. Now's not the time. Todd and Wheeling, you're on ESPN 1000. What's up, Todd? Hey, guys. I just got a couple of quick questions for you. You know, after watching the. Um, Justin Fields, um, you know, performance against the Bills, to me it looks like he's regressed. I mean, does it seem like that to you? This kid Tyson Bajan comes in, and I don't know, he just provides a spark. I mean, he would have had a, a really great game if it wasn't, that, it wasn't for that, uh, that tight end 88. I think his name was Clarkson. He, you know, Carlson. The guy was uncovered. Carlson, Carlson, okay. He, you know, the pass was there. It was perfect. This tight end, he doesn't come down with it. I mean, I don't know what else you could say. You know, um, I don't know how long it's going to be. I mean, because to me, I'm already smelling a quarterback controversy. Oh, you are. And I don't, Listen, you know, I'm, I'm you know, unsettled, Todd. I'm more unsettled about their offensive line than anything else. I, I would not say that Justin Fields has regressed. No. And I would okay. never tell you that there is a there's not a quarterback competition. There's no quarterback controversy. None of that is the case. So please, nobody connect those dots. When I say I'm unsettled, it doesn't mean that I need significant changes to happen. It means that I was hoping that this offensive line would be secure and ready to go in week one. It's not. Right. They're a really important group. I think you can make a case that that's the most important group on this team 
at this moment and they're unsettled, which leaves me unsettled. Yes, yes. I would not. I would never stamp Justin with the regression no. tag right now. No, no. He, no. That's where you need to play. Just Absolutely. like with play calling, you need to play real football Absolutely. games before we start judging that. Listen, am I going to sit here and tell you in week one? I loved what he did getting the ball out quick. Thought his best place play yeah. was the, the, the pass to blasting game early in the game. I thought that was fantastic. I'm going to tell you honestly, too, you don't throw back shoulder throws to the back shoulder of the cornerback. Those are not good throws under any circumstance, whether it's preseason, it's practice, or it's a regular season game. Does it mean that he's going to make a bad throw against the Green Bay Packers? No. But all I can do is tell you what I saw on Saturday. How many, and a lot thro- of- how many throws does he have in the preseason? Eight? Not a ton. Like, he ran 13 plays this time. Did he have, like, three throws in the first game? Not many. I mean... Yeah, he was three for three, remember? Yeah. And he had nine in this game. So... Five for nine. Five for nine. So like, five you, for nine. Like, you can't, you can't, like, no. on 12 throws, no. you can't make this any is, sort of conclusions This is where I want to make sure, like, no, there's no panic in this studio, and there's no overreaction. This is just reacting. Reaction. This is reaction, to, not overreaction. This is reaction to what we've seen so far. There's a game in 13 days, and I'm concerned that their offensive line is in flux. That's how. And I'm concerned that a lot of the team isn't ready to play because they're not up to game shape. I don't think a lot of people are in game shape. That leaves me unsettled as well. And my hope is, is over the next 13 days, guys will get healthier. Maybe you'll get some conditioning work in. But I'm with you. Like, look, I want to see these guys come out of the gates in a very positive way. And they had 16 guys on the injury report last week before the, the final preseason game. And a lot of those guys have missed a ton of practice. Three, and, and, and by the way, also like the rest of the week, like you've got. I heard you get a couple. I, I heard they, 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 there's going to be two tough practices. They get the weekend off, and then you you go into the game week of of Green Bay. Like there's not a whole lot of time to get your conditioning in at this point. That's what I'm saying. There's not a lot of practice time left. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. There was a player who asked for a trade. Over the weekend, we'll talk about that, and I'll play you a Ryan Poles talking about what's next up for him as far as scouting other teams. There are moves for the Bears to be made. Maybe a trade? Mm. Uh, I'll play you some of that coming up. It's Waddle and Sylvie. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Third down and four for Kyle Allen, takes the snap. Pressure coming, hit, ball out, on it, the Bears have it. They turned over the Bills inside the 20, making the 26-yard line of Buffalo and a chance to take the lead before the half. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to really comment on that because I don't know much about that. I know that just came out. Uh, but, uh, you know, I, I can just say this. Travis is an outstanding young man, and he works his tail off. And uh, he's he's been that great since we've been here. And that's where, you know, he had some good plays out there today too. Matt Eberflus, it was, it was weird on uh, Saturday during the game in, like, the first quarter. Uh, Jeremy Fowler had that. Travis and like soon after the report on Twitter came out that Travis Gibson um, has been given permission to seek a trade. He had the sack and the strip that resulted in that turnover. 
I mean, he's actually, yeah, I think he's had a pretty, based on what I've seen, I am not at every practice, but. He's had a good camp. He's had a good camp and he's had a good preseason and the, the action he's been out there. Um, it, it was also included that maybe he would thrive better in a 3-4. Like, mm-hmm. that's when he had his most productive year in the 3-4. Right. But what do you think? Do you think they're going to cut him? Um, like, can you get anything for him? I don't, uh, yeah, I, I, wouldn't hold my, I wouldn't hold my breath that you're gonna, he's going to get a bring you a, a, a lot back in return. It, and, like, why would they seek permission? Why would they give him permission to seek a trade if they want him? You know what? Like, it's a really good question. Like, yeah. you, isn't he more valuable to you when you still don't have pass rushers? I think they're probably more comfortable with Lewis, who has also played pretty well. Terrell Lewis? Yeah, who's played pretty well. Been starting uh, Dominique Robinson, so yeah. clearly he's ahead of him on the depth mm-hmm. chart. Right. They've got Demarcus Walker, who they signed. Rasheem Green, that they yes. trust. And then, obviously, you know, you've got Ngakwe, and I think they like Terrell Lewis as well. So I think the numbers game probably works against him a little bit. This is from Poles when he was on with Joni Akinthayer, who you heard there in the highlights. Um, he was on uh, during the third quarter. This is him talking about getting down to 53. They started with the the guys who had the most dead money with with the cutting, uh, the P.J. Walker uh, cut and then um, Leatherwood. And the philosophy that many people on Twitter were saying is you let go of those guys first before all the waiver wire is flooded. So me, like, there's probably not much of a chance that they get picked claimed. But maybe when there's less people out there, someone would claim mm-hmm. Leatherwood or someone would claim P.J. Walker. So it takes some of the cap hit off of you. But uh, that was the philosophy on why they were cut so quickly. Um, so here's Poles talking with Joniak and Thayer on what's ahead for the Bears getting down to 53 and what their uh, scouting department is looking for. Just talking about the process moving forward here. You know, our, our pro staff does an amazing job watching all the other games this preseason and identifying guys that potentially could help us. Um, so we can have that board set up and we'll continue to work through these uh, third preseason games. And, um, you know, if there's opportunities to claim, we will. If there's, there's trade opportunities, we'll look at those to see if they make sense for a football team, both now and, and down the road, too. So uh, it's, it's, a, it's a fun process to go through, but it's very different than last year. It's going to be harder to, to find uh, those players that are going to help us. So I want to know from you, because I, 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 I do think that there could be a position they could trade for. And I want to ask you when we come back if you agree with that. 312-332-3776 if you want to talk some Bears. Also, there's some White Sox news out there. Not only was there uh, such a weird story from Friday's game, uh, Jerry is, uh, is, is stirring the pot again on the stadium front. There was some interesting stuff on uh, White Sox Stadium stuff. And what's the end game for Jerry? So we'll continue some Bears Monday conversation, some Sox information, Cubs and Brewers. There's so much going on. Anything on your mind, 332-3776.